0: You are
1: listening. Studio Forty One. Hello and welcome to Quiz Time India. This is your host and Quizmaster Aditya. And Lee Strasberg got it from Marilyn Monroe.
0: So I'm talking about this 2009 movie called Pa. You know the Arbalki movie with Abhishek. Man. And people all over the world started yes, a movement so of sorts. John Martin Honigberger.
1: Anil Berger was a Romanian doctor and he is the only Asian elephant in, in Pakistan
0: and the headline in times of india was screaming out this
1: welcome to quiz time india hello and welcome to quiz time india this is your host and quiz master aditya first things first it has been a while since the last episode and a lot of you even sent messages asking if everything is all right Well, yes, everything is alright except for a tiny pandemic and at times it does get a bit tough to have a podcast running. It does take a lot of time and effort, but uh, I really hope you all understand and once again, thank you for your messages. Moving on, before we start the show, there is the matter of previous episode's audience question. Last week on the show, we had Avinav Das Gupta and this was the audience question. So, uh, this is about a person
0: called Claude Voilier, who was born Andre Labedon. So, she's a lady actually who wrote under a male pseudonym, as some people did back in the day. Uh, so, Claude Voilier uh, was a prolific short story writer in French, uh, but is best known in the Anglophone world, the English speaking world, for her continuation of a certain series of novels.
1: So, the question is which series are we talking about? And the correct answer is famous. 5. Yes, famous 5, and congratulations to all those who knew the correct answer. Now let us get to this week's episode. As always, we have a guest, someone with whom we trade trivia with. This week on the show, we have Rajiv Rai. Let me tell you a bit about Rajiv. Rajiv is a IIM IIT alumni and he's worked in consulting and banking for a whole lot of companies. Talking about his quizzing, he is multiple winner of All India Tata Crucible, Brand Equity and Landmark Quizzes. Yeah, he was awarded Quizzer of the Year by Kolkata Quiz Festival and he has conducted quizzes across the country for IIT, IIM, Business Standard, DSP, BlackRock, etc. It's a long list. Also, he is the organizer of one of the longest running open quizzes in the country on Republic Day in Chennai. Yes, those are Rajiv's credentials, and I'm quite excited for you to hear the episode. So, now without any further ado, coming up next is this week's episode. Once again, welcome to Quiz Time India. Hello, Rajiv. Welcome to Quiz Time India. It's good to have you here.
0: Hi, Aditya. Great to hear from you and looking forward to this session.
1: Yes, absolutely. So for uh, you and for those of our listeners who are joining us for the first time, let me explain the rules. The rules are quite simple. We both have a set of questions ready with us. We both will take turns asking each other these questions. And if and when we are sort of lost in the clouds and we need any hints or any nudges towards the right answer, we can give them. So It is not as competitive as your regular quizzing. The idea of the entire endeavor of this entire show is that both you and I should get to know some new interesting trivia facts, and along with us, hopefully so does the audience. Does that make sense? Great, look forward to it. All right, so as is the tradition, I will be starting out with the first question. And as I said, if you need any hints, you need any nudges towards the answer, do ask me and I will give them as I deem fit. So, Rajiv, your first question is from the world of movies. Have you heard of this Iranian-American director called Ramin Behrani? Raman Bahrani? Raman Behrani, not really. So, he's made a few films. His uh, next movie is quite a big movie which is coming out, which stars Priyanka Chopra and Rajkumar Rao. It is based on Arvind Adiga's oh, Booker-winning okay, okay. uh, novel, *The White Tiger*. White
0: tiger, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Ramin Baharani is in is currently in possession of a puzzle, of a jigsaw puzzle. That puzzle was given to him by film critic Roger Ebert. Now, Roger Ebert got that puzzle from Laura Dern. Laura Dern is an actress. She was in Jurassic Park. Uh, She was there last year in Marriage Story. She's daughter of Bruce Dern, another famous actor. So basically, Roger Ebert had presented Laura Dern with a tribute uh, award. And in return, Dern sent him a heartfelt letter along with a puzzle, the jigsaw puzzle. Now, it is said that Laura Dern got that puzzle from Lee Strasberg. Now, Lee Strasberg is an acting guru. He is a... founder of Actors Studio. If you've seen Godfather 2, he played a character called Hyman Roth. So, Ramin Varani got it from Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert got it from Laura Dern. Laura Dern got it from Lee Strasberg. And Lee Strasberg got it from Marilyn Monroe. Lee Strasberg's family was very close to Marilyn Monroe. And once Monroe passed away, her possessions were given to Strasberg's family. And this puzzle was given to Marilyn Monroe by a famous filmmaker. Someone for whom... Marilyn could be considered an archetype actress. Can you name this filmmaker who originally gave Marilyn Monroe this jigsaw puzzle as a gift? And since then, it's been moving around in Hollywood.
0: So this director who gave it to Marilyn Monroe, you said that for Monroe, she he was an archetypal director. What exactly did you say?
1: So I said this for this filmmaker Maldon monroe could be considered as an archetype actress
0: okay for the other way around for this director yeah, yeah. monroe is a okay archetypical actress right yeah mm. yeah okay so mm. is is the puzzle by itself consequential or that's not really material to working out Not at all. Not at all.
1: It's just that I found it really interesting that this puzzle has been going around in Hollywood. And the fact that most of the people have never opened this puzzle because they said it belonged to Malin, Malin Monroe. We are not even worthy of it. So, they just keep passing it to the next person, thinking whosoever is worthy of it. So, Laura Dern gave it to Roger Ebert saying, you deserve it. Ebert gave it to Raman Bharani saying, you deserve it. And one day, you have to give it to someone who deserves it. Okay, okay.
0: It is, like so a, paid, it keep, it is a paid forward kind of concept. Okay. Yes, very, exactly. Very so, the one thing about Marilyn Monroe as an actress is that, uh, that... Uh, Marilyn Monroe as an actress, the couple of things that I know about it is of course that for the rest of the world, for most of the world she was a sex symbol, she was a blonde, but she was actually quite a mm-hmm. talented actress, very sensitive and wanted to do well in her acting career. Unfortunately the world mm-hmm. the world did not take her very seriously. So the few occasions where she got mm-hmm. meaty roles, she did a great job like in Bus Stop or in her last movie, Misfits and stuff like that so these are the mm-hmm. two things i know and among the directors she worked
1: with I actually she never worked with this ah, director okay, okay. they so were supposed to work they were supposed to work together but uh, she passed away and that never ah, happened
0: okay now i'm getting an idea that maybe it's not her acting chops but the fact that she was a blonde right uh-huh. and uh, yes. we do know this one director a respected man who had fetish with blondes and in fact there has been some scandal of late that has been revealed related to his uh, problems he had with uh, his actress in, uh, in birds and later another movie i think uh you're on the uh, right so track. i think okay great so then you're talking about alfred hitchcock who may have wanted yeah it's an ideal kind of girl you would have wanted in a movie to scare her with birds and things like that so is it Alfred Hitchcock?
1: exactly it is alfred hitchcock alfred hitchcock uh gave this jigsaw puzzle for some reason to Marilyn monroe and uh since then it's been traveling around in hollywood
0: interesting i have never heard of this
1: yeah yeah so well done that was the first question and uh you are off to a good start okay
0: so, it's, it's now my turn to try and give you a puzzle to solve, right? So, what I'm going to do is, yes. <laughs> since you started with a movie question, let me return the compliment with another movie question, right? Uh-huh. However, yes, absolutely. however, I will move uh, from US and Blondes and Marilyn Monroe and Hitchcock. Let's come to India. Yes. Uh, So, I am talking about this 2009 movie called Pa. you know, the Arbalki movie with Abhishek and Amitabh Bachchan, Mm -hmm. the one about progeria and all that stuff. Uh, Have you you heard of that movie?
1: Yes, yes. I think I have seen it, but it has been a while, but yeah, I have seen
0: it. That will help you. So, we know that Abhishek here in this movie plays the real-life father of his real-life father, Amitabh Bachchan, right? And that probably makes Mm -hmm. it the only instance, instance in entire cinematic history where you know, a son plays the father and stuff like that but, thi- but this question is oh, yeah. not about that okay this is about yeah. another very interesting familial piece of trivia involving role reversals mm-hmm. but not the father son we talked about another one right and this familial role reversal links pa to the 1972 film Bavarchi okay Bavarchi was mm-hmm. that famous Rajesh Khanna movie yeah, Rishikesh, Rishikesh Mukherjee yeah, Rajesh yeah. played the cook and I don't know if you remember if you have seen the movie uh, I am sure it was a Doodarshan favorite you may have seen it in your eye yeah, yeah. Okay, so Jaya Badari played the neglected uh, orphan daughter of the house Okay. Hmm. So the piece of trivia which is uh, links the movie Pa to Bawarchi involving family and Familial role reversals. Mm. Uh, what is this linkage between these two movies?
1: Okay, I don't remember Bhavarchi actually. Like I know the bare bones of it. Yeah. Like Rajesh Khanna is a Bhavarchi, and he comes into the family, and uh, suddenly he becomes the like a member of the family, and a whole lot of drama happens, and it's a Sort of comedy by Rishi like a slice of life yeah, comedy I, by Rishi Keshvukarjee. I don't remember many of the characters. I have a feeling A.K. Hangal was there, but I'm not so sure. No, it was not A.K.
0: Hangal. Actually, it was Haridrinath Chattopadhyay who was the playing the you know the head of the family. But anyway, this question is not about the no. plot and all this, it's about whatever I'm talking about happens in the beginning of the two movies, right? It is about the opening of the two movies, not uh, nothing to do with the specific Plot and the people who play various okay. roles
1: and stuff like that. Okay. So, uh, are we still uh, uh, are we playing with that whole uh, dynamic of uh, a real versus real? Nein, relations.
0: There is a family connection between the two movies, and there is a reversal hmm. or a reverse tribute and stuff like that. But it is not about the reversal person. I can give you, uh-huh. I can give you more clues, but I just wanted you to take a shot before I go ahead.
1: Uh, another uh, commonality is that Jaya is there, so
0: Jaya is there in Bawarchi. I told you, is she there hmm. in Pa?
1: I don't think so. Is she? Is she like a blink or miss appearance kind of thing? No, if I'm you can, so sure if you can, you
0: are right. I don't know how you remembered this. You are right in the sense that she is there in Pa. But if you can remember how she is there, you are more or less there with the answer. You will be ninety percent on the way. Is
1: is she playing Avishek Bachchan's mother in that no. in that movie? No, 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 no. She doesn't play
0: the main role. She just oh. appears in the beginning of the movie
1: as a narrator. No, no. Maybe
0: kind not. of su- Maybe kind of a sutradhar, a very unique sutradhar. And do you remember? Uh, this was used to be a good trivia question and has been uh, hmm. asked in many common two questions. Who was the opening narrator of Bhavarchi?
1: Was it Amitabh Bachchan? Yes,
0: he was. But you still don't have the full answer. So for wait, pa- wait, wait. This is so for we are just pa- getting into it. Okay. We are just getting into the story now. So you have Amitabh Bachchan in <laughs> Baawarchi. Opening the narration, mm-hmm. you have Jayabhadri uh-huh. here in Pa as the opening of the narration. But you know that will not make it unique. There are hundreds of movies that open with the narration. Amitabh himself has probably done yes. five to seven of them, right? From Huvan Shyam to God knows yeah, what yeah. other like movies. a Lagan yeah, for yeah. that so, matter. So I mean, Ke but I'm talking about these two movies as being very very unique. And uh, as a further clue, do you want a clue, or you want to at this stage try something? As to what could be the... Let me, let me, let yeah, me go ahead. Because let you're, me doing, you're doing very well. You have figured out the family. Now you need a role reversal in the family and stuff like that.
1: So Amitabh is the narrator and uh, Jaya Badri is there. Here we have the father-son and Jaya Badri is the narrator. What else can be in this dynamic? What else can be And this makes
0: with? it completely unique. Definitely in India, probably in the world... And my next clue is about a world movie which has a similar thing, but that's the only other movie I Uh know. So there are just these three movies that I know of which has this feature.
1: Uh, No, I was thinking if the characters have their original name, so... No,
0: it it doesn't have anything to do with the characters. Nothing to do with the characters
1: per
0: se. Yeah. Okay, let me give you this. Can you tell me what's the... I'll give you an additional clue. I'll tell you the name of the... Hollywood, not exactly Hollywood but the English movie which has this Mm. and then by the name on the nature of the movie you can try and work it out. So the first time this Mm. gimmick, if I can call it a gimmick, was seen was in the 1966 Mm. François Truffaut movie called Fahrenheit 451, right. This is the only English movie made by this French director, Fahrenheit 451 which was Mm -hmm, based mm -hmm. on the novel by Ray Bradbury, you know, you must have read or heard about Fahrenheit 451.
1: Yeah. In fact, Raman Bahrani from the last question uh, did a remake in 2018. Oh wow, so, so, so yeah. the whole
0: world is connected, right? <laughs> but, uh, now, Absolutely. Now, this gimmick was used in this 1966 Truffaut movie for a very, very specific reason. Again, the opening of the movie, again a narration, but very specific reasons to kind of illustrate what's going to happen in the movie. This
1: gimmick was used. I am uh, lost. Okay. I think you'll have to you know, I'll, tell I'll, me the I'll answer. I'll
0: find out the way. Just one last clue. So, uh, yeah. essentially, books get burnt in Fahrenheit 451, right? There is a lack of printed word and in okay. fact, in the movie itself, no printed word is shown till, till right in the end of the movie where books are burnt and stuff like that. So, okay. there are no printed words at all in the movie. So, how do you think mm. the opening credits will be shown?
1: Oh, they are narrated? Yes. So, the
0: opening credits and oh. Fahrenheit 451 are narrated. They did not appear on the screen as printed words or names. And that's yeah. what happened in Bhavachi. I mean, Bachchan did all the narration, you know, Jai in this role. And
1: he, he, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like by this music. Yeah, correct, correct.
0: And uh, <laughs> in the, in the PA, of course, there is a compromise while she is voicing it. The names do appear on the screen as well. They did not go the all Aha. the way by not showing. In Bawarchi, the names are not shown. But in Pa, they do show hmm. the names. Of course, interestingly, they introduce Amitabh Bachchan as the thing. And introducing Amitabh Bachchan, Balki was asked why. He said because, you know, first time he's acting as a child. So, <laughs> so that was this.
1: That is beautiful. Yeah, it was a little tough, but I have totally forgotten about that bit. And I think I'd seen Bavarchi some time ago during the lockdown, but this bit escaped me that the opening credits were narrated. Mm, interesting. Very interesting. All right. Shall we move to your next question? Now? Okay. Your next question, the protagonist of your next question has been in the news quite recently. And I found it quite interesting that something so simple led to such consequences. So... Kavan is said to be the world's loneliest elephant. Have you heard of him? Kavan? No, I've not heard. K-A-V-A-N, is it? K-A-A-V-A-N. Okay. So, Kavan came to Pakistan from Sri Lanka in 1985 when he was one year old. He was placed at the Margazar Zoo in Islamabad. He came in 1985. In 1990, another elephant was brought to the zoo. Her name was Saheli and Saheli died in 2012, after which Kavan was reported to be listless and even started showing signs of mental illness. So Kavan's job at the zoo was to stand at the fence to entertain the crowds during opening hours. He would raise his trunk as a begging bowl uh, when his mouth or handler uh, prodded him and uh, then people would give money and he would give the money to the mahout and he was not doing well at all so after all this happened it got into the news and people all over the world started a movement of sorts that carvan should be taken out of the zoo and should be kept in a place where he is safe and where he can enjoy his days and uh, it got amplified and uh, the singer share okay. uh, also helped pay for carvan's uh, relocation he is being sent to Cambodia okay. and uh, in a big container they had made specifically for him. With They kept uh, food enough for the travel and uh, a whole lot of things were done. But the reason why primarily Kavan is in Pakistan and he is the only Asian elephant in Pakistan. He was rather. And, and the only reason why he is there, he was there, was that Zain Zia, who was Ziaul Hug's daughter, now, Zia ul-Haq was uh, the military leader of Pakistan. She came up to her father one day and asked her dad for an elephant for a, because of a particular reason. Now, Zia was ruler of entire Pakistan, but he could not say no to his daughter. So, through diplomatic channels, he got an elephant from Sri Lanka, which was kept at the zoo and stayed there for the next 35 years. How many years did you say? 55 years, is it? 35, uh, 1985 to oh, 2020. Okay, okay fine. Nineteen eighty. Yeah, 35, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Hmm.
1: So, can you tell me what was that peculiar reason because of which Zan Zia, Ziaul Hug's daughter, wanted an elephant? This
0: is an interesting question. Actually, when initially you told me Cowan, I didn't remember, but when you started telling the story of Cher, I did remember that it was in the news around seven, ten days dead by Fifteen days back. Yes, Israel exactly. Rescue. Yes, I thought it went to Thailand, but you corrected me, saying it is Cambodia. Fine. So I have heard about it, but I did not read about mm. why and how it reached Pakistan. I kind of assumed till you told me just now that Pakistan must be having quite a few elephants, given that it was originally part of India, so they would have had. But it's very interesting that you're saying this is the only elephant that was there in Pakistan. Now coming yes. back to 1985, the one thing that hmm. immediately strikes me is this. This is very close to 1982, which is when the Asian Games mm-hmm. happened in Delhi. And Appu was uh-huh. the mascot, the elephant. Appu was the mascot of the games. And it is possible she may have followed the games. Pakistan did take part. And I remember beat India in hockey and stuff like that. So is it anything to do that with... Is a, that is an excellent uh, guess. but
1: not. But the real answer is much more... Like a uh, stupider than that, I would say.
0: Oh, so this is not the right answer. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah your answer is actually better than the truth. <laughs> That's what I can tell you. Uh, it makes for a much better story. Uh, so
0: something in. So, something that happened in that period, 1984 85, what Zen wanted
1: in. Uh, slightly earlier. Slightly earlier.
0: So, before 82, you're saying, is
1: it? Yes. 70s, actually.
0: Seventies then I'm going back to the Hindi movie Hathi Mera
1: Sathi. But that's 72 or 75, I don't know. Quite early. I don't know whether she was alive. So it is that okay. Zanziya okay. okay. saw Hathi Mira Sathi went up to her father's Yaul Haq, mm. the military dictator of Pakistan and asked for an elephant. Wow. Now the man didn't know where to get an elephant, so an entire diplomatic envoy was sent to Sri Lanka. Wow. And they procured the elephant and uh, just past week, finally after 35 years and almost 50 years after Rajesh Khanna's Hathi Mere Sathi came Mm -hmm. out, Kavan has finally gone back home into the jungle and uh, the zoo has been shut down. Apparently, one of the reasons why they wanted Kavan to go out was because the zoo was kept in very bad condition. So last year, apparently two lions died as a result of smoke inhalation. Wow. And uh, over the recent years, 500 animals have been reported missing from the zoo. So, it was anyways a bad condition. Mm-hmm. And this guy was uh, really sad that his best friend had died. Saheli had died. Mm-hmm. And that's why they took him. But yeah, it was Hathi Mere Sathi. Came out in 1971. Mm-hmm. The first film collaboration Salim of Salim and, and Javed. Javed. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, and uh, that was what that led to this chain of events, which... Pretty much culminated this week in 2020. One good thing which came out of 2020. Very good, yes.
0: At least somebody who was in isolation now is not. Unlike the rest of humanity. (laughs) That's well put.
1: Alright, your next question.
0: So, as is the tradition, when you asked a movie question, I asked a movie question. So, since you have asked a Pakistan question, I need to ask you a Pakistan question, right?
1: Yes, let's do that. Let's do that. So,
0: John Martin Honigberger... H-O-N-I-G-D-E-R-G-E-R, Honigberger was a Romanian Mm. doctor, okay, he -hmm. was a physician at the court of Lahore, okay, Mm. in the 1830s,
1: 1830,
0: he treated both Maharaja Mm -hmm. Ranjit Singh, whose vocal cords Mm. were paralyzed, as well as the emperor's favorite horse, not the elephant, but the favorite horse, which was afflicted Mm. with ulcer. And okay. he, the treatment was a success, apparently, right? Hmm. So how was okay. this a first in India? Remember that then we had Akhand Bharat and Lahore was part of India. Yeah, yeah. So what? how is this uh, treatment, the success, Not uh, whether it was successful or not is not as important. But how was this uh, work done by John Martin Honigberger, a Romanian doctor in the 1830s with Ranjit Singh and his horse, a first in India? And of course, the reason why I'm asking you this question is that this is very important for the country in the years that have passed by roughly 200 years have passed and the legacy of this Uh treatment continues to echo and explains a certain, uh, something that is popular in the country.
1: Uh Aha. Okay, so. Uh, our uh, Roman burger, right? Uh, the name? Honig burger. That's not
0: important. It's a, burger. It's a kind of uh-huh. uh, you know, German-Romanian uh, doctor. I mean, in those days, Romania probably was, whether it was an independent country, I don't know. It must have been part of the larger Austria-Prussia region and stuff like that.
1: Hmm. So, our uh, doctor slash uh, surgeon treated Ranjit Singh and his horse. Yeah, yeah. By doing so, he did a first for the Indian subcontinent. Yes.
0: And because and of that something became popular, it has continued and explains the unusual popularity of something. And in fact, it is seen as very Indian, something as though it is not Indian at all, but something which we hmm. have kind of adopted and Indianized it to a large extent is all stems back to this uh, first
1: 1830s, yeah. Are we are we talking about a phrase or a figure of speech?
0: No, it is something to do with the medicine itself. It's not a language. Uh, it's not a language thing. very okay. specific. This particular doctor, mm-hmm. what kind of treatment, etc. that he
1: did. Is it some sort of a transplant?
0: No, no, he was not a surgeon. You mentioned the word okay. surgery. It was not a surgery. It was just some medicines again.
1: Okay. Or oh, Is it the first... In, no, I don't think that could be, what I was going with was with, is it the first incident, recorded incident of uh, allopathic medicine being used in the subcontinent? But I don't think that would be the one you, that would lead to such an impact on the subcontinent. You are very close
0: to the answer while being totally wrong. Because think of what <laughs> I said about the popularity of something and the fact that we have adopted it as our own. It is unusually Hmm. popular in our country. Not allopathy, then what?
1: Not allopathy, then what? I don't think it could be any other stream of medicine. Why not? It is, in fact. Because... Why don't you pursue that line? Is it something like our uh, Ayurveda? But no, why would he? Is it? No, but we have... German won't do
0: Ayurveda, Which, which... Ayurveda, The German can't do Ayurveda. Which of the
1: other streams of medicine was invented? Yunani Yunani is there, right? Unani is there. That's the only one I know.
0: Okay, now uh, you do know this. It's just that you're not thinking of it as a... Probably, I don't know why you're not thinking of it as medicine. Let me give you some (laughs) more clues. Some more clues about this uh, form of medicine. It was brought to India in Mm -hmm. the 19th century by Christian missionaries. In fact, this is the 1830s, also 19th century, but maybe 20 years back. They started in Bengal and uh, Mm -hmm. because of the success with Ranjit Singh, it kind of achieved credibility and it spread all across India. Today, we have 10% of our population apparently which relies solely on this as a form of medicine. There are nearly quarter of a million practitioners of this in the country. Started in Germany in 1796. It was founded by a German guy and of course this Romanian was his disciple, his first hand disciple and he came to India and spread it in India. So can you tell me now which form of medicine are we talking about?
1: Is it homeopathy? Yes, it is homeopathy.
0: <laughs> so Samuel Hahnemann, yeah, that was the guy who started it but and Honigberger was his uh-huh. disciple.
1: I always thought that homeopathy is equivalent to Ayurveda. I never thought it was, there was more to it. It had propagated, it came to us rather than we sending it outside uh, India. Exactly. We have adopted
0: it so well that a lot of Indians think that it is something Indian. In fact, uh, you have heard of Ayush, that ministry of Ayush that we have. Yes. Which looks at alternate remedies. In that, H stands for homeopathy. A is uh, Ayurved, Y is Yoga, U is Yunani, S is Siddha, and the H is Homeopathy.
1: Ah. That is such a TIL. Like, (laughs) I totally love this fact. So, Rajiv, are you ready for your next question? Okay. Alright, so your next question is from the world of computers actually. Okay. So, Ferranti Mark 1. Ferranti, as in F-E-R-R-A-N-T-I, Mark as in M-A-R-K, Mark 1, was the world's first commercially available general-purpose computer. It's a different matter that this general-purpose computer itself was as big as a room, but it was the world's first commercially available general-purpose computer. Now, using this computer, a programmer called Christopher Strachey or Strachey, S-T-R-A-C-H-E-Y, had written an instruction called hoot, which basically produced a short burst of sound lasting a fraction of a second. Think of it like a beep. Okay. Now, his colleague heard this thing, uh, saw what uh, Christopher Strachey was doing, and he said, you know what? We can use this to produce musical notes. And on his own time, he thought he can use this beep to issue alerts when a job was finished. So basically, as a notification but ...in the early days of computer. Okay. And once this colleague of Strachey said all this... ...we can use it for musical notes and we can use it for all these things... Straki saw the potential. And what he did, one day when everyone went back home... ...he said he would like to use the computer to try out something. And when they said what? He said, I want to create music. So that night, Strachey took the idea... ...and recorded the earliest music recorded by a computer... And he played Baba Black Sheep, and then he tried some other music pieces, the national anthem, and uh, old country song, and all of this. The credit is given to Strachey's colleague, who came up with the idea that we can use this beep sound to create musical notes. This colleague is, of course, much more famous than Strachey ever was, and he is perhaps one of the most famous twentieth-century figures. Can you tell me? Who was this colleague of Straki?
0: So, as you can figure out, I don't have an idea about the answer right now. And (laughs) I basically Hmm. try and get some help from you to zero down as to who it could be.
1: I could give a wild guess, but... uh... Hmm. So, the time period I'm looking at is around 1940s. Okay. And uh, UK and computers. UK, right, is it? Yes. So,
0: UK 1940s—the one name that comes to mind is Turing, right? Because of the fact that yes. he was working with the decoding of Enigma, and then later Turing test and all that stuff. Okay. So.
1: Yes, that is exactly what it was. Uh, I was actually for my radio, uh, I was doing some prep mm-hmm. about music and recorded music, and that's when I came across this bit that the first ever recorded a piece of music on a computer was Baba Black Sheep and the national anthem, God Save the Queen and a country song by Glenn Miller. And the man behind it all was, along with Christopher Strachey, who actually did it, was Alan Turing because he came up with the idea of taking those small beep notifications and he said, you know, we can create music out of it. So... He did his work, uh, Turing, but he used to take up these side projects using a computer because he thought there was much more that can be done with a computer. So he came up with one of the first chess engines, which was a very basic chess engine back in the day. So, yeah, you are absolutely right. Correct answer. It was Alan Turing who came up, who gave the idea of recording music on a computer.
0: It's amazing how much you continue to learn about this guy, you know, that he was a marathon runner and he did... He music and all because of his homosexuality, his uh, name and fame had been erased for nearly 50 years. So, yeah, yeah, amazing.
1: I didn't know about the marathon a bit actually, yeah, <laughs> I just got to know today and right now.
0: Yeah, he was quite a reasonably accomplished guy. There. And there's also some rumour about the Apple logo being uh, hacked into yes. his uh, suicide but that I think is not true.
1: Yeah, yeah, the bite taken yeah. out of the apple bit, right? That's how
0: he committed suicide, by biting a cyanide dipped apple and stuff like that. It's all because yes. they had rendered him uh, impotent by injecting chemicals in him and stuff
1: Yeah, he was castrated, uh, chemically castrated.
0: So, let me ask a short question. Uh, this uh, yeah. This is about a word or term of very recent origin. Okay, you need to just tell me this word. Mm -hmm. The word surprisingly originated only in 1963 as an American slang used in carnivals, right? Mm -hmm. In India, we we didn't know about the term at all till early in the 1990s, we woke up to headlines in the times of India to this particular word. Okay, it's a very short word. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a word of uh, used in carnival started in 1963. Indians were unaware of the term till they woke up one morning in the early 1990s and the headline in times of India was screaming out this short word, right? And hmm. uh, since then the word has gained uh, reasonable currency in the country but has been given a renewed lease of life during this uh, lockdown in October 2020 when we all turned okay. our collective attention to a particular series. Or one of those, you know, this OTT series and binge-watched it. Hmm. And it all relates to this term. So, what term or word are we talking about?
1: Okay. So, I think I have an idea about what it would be. Okay. So, when you said early 90s, one of the first words that came to my mind, which probably came on came into our, like, India's lexicon was force. But I don't think Bofors, yeah, Bofors uh, is not a could word, have come right? from it's, America in 1960s. Yeah, 1960s. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the other word that I thought which could have come from the 60s, but then again that didn't make sense, is that prefix, uh, the suffix gate like Watergate and this gate or that gate but i don't think that is the no because that's
0: not 1963 that will be 1972 types right and nixon and...
1: 72 that yeah, was nixon it? right so nixon. nixon so yeah yeah and, uh, so but i'll give what i think is the ott hint that you gave yeah. i think you were talking about the harshad mehta uh, the show which has come out also recently Very good. and Very good. it was and it was called a scam. Okay. So is scam the word yes, that yes, we yes, are looking for? Yes, fantastic
0: answer. The word we are looking at is scam. It is very surprising that scam is a word that we did not know before the 90s and that the world did not know before <laughs> the 60s. And when Sucheta Dalal chose to use that yeah. word in a headline in the Times of India, if you watch the, the series closely, you will find that they are talking about is this a proper word to use? And she says, yes, it is. And you know, so, and that's how today... <laughs> I did not know that. It's an interesting life that the word has. And whenever you feel like it is going to die out, you, uh, somebody will come along to give it a... Red Our
1: politician takes the mantle and runs away so with it. Great answer. That, that is quite surprising. And so right now, I'm not mistaken, scam is used throughout the world, right? Yeah, it, in it, the sense it, that it. we use scam yeah, yeah. in
0: No, so there is uh, more or less after the carnival uh term jumped into the political and scandal it has always meant the same thing mm-hmm. it's just that it was it was, a, it was a slang right a four letter slang so yeah. it, it needs respectability and circulation before it reaches different places right so it, that was happened hmm. through, the, through the whole Harshad Mehta thing so Harshad Mehta apart from teaching us what the stock market is all about also taught us what is a scam
1: and I'll uh, I've not seen the show but I like the attention to the detail, that fact that you're mentioning that she had to think about the fact that is it a word? Is it an actual proper word? So, if you, if, you know the story, if you
0: know the story and then when you're looking for that, then you will, do, you will
1: notice it. <laughs> Perhaps. All right, so Rajiv. Okay. Now, we'll be moving on to the audience question. So, what we'll be doing is uh, you uh, will ask the audience a question and the audience... What they will have to do is, if they know the answer or they think they know the answer, all they have to do is get onto social media. So, at the rate quiz time India on Facebook, Instagram, or at the rate podcast studio forty one on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they can send in their answers, which will be revealed in the beginning of the next episode. So, Rajiv, please uh, take it away. What is the audience question? I'm quite eager to okay, know. Okay, here comes the audience question. Right.
0: So, which major
1: river system of
0: Asia is named after the mount Hmm. of Lord Indra? Okay. So, the question is which major river of South East Asia or Asia is named after the mount of Lord Indra? In turn, a species of dolphin is named for the river. You just need to tell me this river from Asia.
1: All right. So, all you have to do is tell the river from Asia named after Lord Indra's Mount. Yeah. So, uh, that brings us to the end of the quiz. Rajiv, thank you so much for doing this. It took a while for us to finally get to it, but I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for uh, taking the effort to bring the questions and I enjoyed it, to be honest. Thanks, Aditya. Really
0: it was a great session and very different from anything else I've done. So, look forward to uh, others also hearing it on your show.
1: And that is all that was this week's episode. Remember, if you think you know the answer or if you have any suggestions or anything that you'd like to say, all you have to do is get in touch with me at at the rate quiz time India on Facebook and Instagram and also on at the rate podcast studio 41 on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. That is all for today. This is Aditya signing off. Thank you for your time and you can thank me for mine. See you next week. Hopefully.